Hi, Mark. Welcome back to Rainbow Drops, the podcast hi. that you didn't think you'd see again this month. That's true. <laughs> uh, hi, Fiona. Hi. Welcome also back to Rainbow Drops. So this is a week earlier than I said I was going to do another one of these. I'm promising nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, but we just couldn't wait to record another one, could we? Yeah, we are really, really vain. <laughs> Mark, I'm 30. Yeah. I'm 30. It was your birthday uh, recently, wasn't it? I don't know who's more upset, me or my mum. Why is your mum upset? Because I'm 30. She has a 30-year-old child. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. So, all said, I'm pretty unhappy about being 30. I'm I'm so unhappy that I've put post-it notes over every single card I've got that say 30. Oh, which, by the way, is every birthday card I've received. Hey, I deliberately didn't get you a card with 30 on it. Because I've been there. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I've got little post-it notes and I've written the numbers 25 on every single one and covered up the 30s on the front of those okay, cards. Okay, this is this is me inviting you to lie, lie on the couch here. I'll sit mm-hmm. in this armchair. Okay. Tell me how it makes you feel. It makes me feel like a failure. Why is that? Because I'm not done out. All I've got to show for it is nine episodes of a bad podcast. <laughs> I mean, this podcast is awesome. Nobody's nobody's going to argue with that. But it is not the be-all and end-all of your accomplishments thus far. Plus, you've got, you know, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Well, go on, I'm quite enjoying this. What else have I accomplished? Um, I mean, lot, lots, lots. Now, now too, f- too many things to even to even list. Now I feel We'd be here all day. I feel worse, Mark. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's it's nothing. It's just a number. Got a big old cookie though. I got all kinds of fun presents. You did. You got a, you got a cookie with meowth on it. Holding a bottle of Sambuca. <laughs> yeah. In jokes. Yeah. In jokes. <laughs> about that time, about three times, that one of my friends gave me Sambuca on purpose when I didn't want it, which I think is spiking someone. Wasn't me, by the way. No, it wasn't you. It wasn't you. Yeah, to make that clear. I got a BB-8 mug. Nice. Which is shaped like BB-8, so it's got a little lid, so it keeps my tea warm. Yeah, it's little BB-8 head that goes on the top and mm-hmm. covers up the tea, so it stays warm. But it's also shaped like... A round bowl, and it goes up to a point, so when you want to drink all the tea, you have to tip it (laughs) vertically to get it all into your mouth. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's got capacity, that mug. I mean, you could get a lot of tea in in that mug. I mean, this whole thing about me and tea must be a thing, because I have also, for my birthday, a little bell that says ring for tea on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is you, right? Yeah. That is a thing that you would do. Yeah, but I'm banned from using it. If you open up the dictionary at, at Fiona, it says, would ring a bell to get tea. And I did, once, and Alice was really unhappy with it. <laughs> and said, never ring that again. <laughs> I hope she didn't notice that I just rang it, to be honest, but... <laughs> Turning 30 is not a big deal. And you would know Grandad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how old are you, Mark? No, I'm 32. 32. Yeah. Thirty two is two to the five, and it's the it's the last power of two for a while. So you know, special year, special year for me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, you know, programmers, binary numbers, it's it's a, it's just a thing. You know, you spend a lot of time working with, binary, you know, powers of two, like 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in game dev, like we are. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess we're quote-unquote in game dev. I am definitely in game dev. <laughs> and you just have imposter syndrome. Maybe, maybe. So yeah, don't don't worry about it. Just just chillax and you know just en- enjoy life as it comes. Uh, especially because it's going to go by a lot faster now. Wow! <laughs> I'm already having like I'm halfway to f- sixty for fuck's sake. I've got a little bit of bad news there, Fee. Um, you see, as as we get older, our perception of time changes. And time seems to pass quicker the older you get. It's to do with the number of unique memories that you're forming from from new experiences. So, in terms of your your perception of your lifetime, you are well over halfway. <laughs> what an awful thing to say to a human being who is genuinely upset at turning thirty. Don't be upset. I'm I'm joking. Mm-hmm. I mean that is a thing, but I'm <laughs> I'm joking. So one of the things Mark did to make me feel really really old is uh, draw a timeline on my card that he got for me, <laughs> where he marked out little notches on one side, like major events that happened in the time I've been alive. Major events like the release of Command and Conquer. Oh yeah, major events that care, that I care about. Other than some things that I really don't care about. Like you wrote David Cameron on it. It's just for reference. It's, it's just, oh yeah, just because I need to look temp- back. A temporal and... landmark. That's the point where it all started going wrong. <laughs> I just put it on there because it was a surprisingly long time ago when he became Prime Minister. Mm. Yeah. That's when the dark times began. The darkest timeline. It's, we are in the darkest <laughs> timeline. It's the only explanation. Yeah, I mean that's my theory. I'm I'm working on the beard, as you can see. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. R- round about the time David Cameron became prime minister, mm. it's possible that we slipped into an alternate universe. That is, I think that's the most likely explanation. I think it probably is. Isn't it? I mean, technically speaking, we're always slipping into parallel universes with with every every quantum particle that 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 goes one way or the other. We're we're splitting into many. An, an infinite number of parallel universes, of which this is just one. Do you know, whenever people talk about sciencey stuff and they've got a Mancunian accent, it always just sounds like rubbish. <laughs> it really does. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I mean, whenever... What about Professor Brian Cox? Well, he's the one I'm referring to. When he talks about stuff, it just sounds like mystical rubbish. <laughs> And it's hard science. It's like proper science, and he's just like talking in this in milk brilliant voice constantly. Hey, milk is brilliant. Milk is brilliant. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. The first time I heard him on on TV, I, I couldn't take him seriously. I think just because not enough Mancunians are, are, are in the, the the field of science communication on, yeah. on TV. Yeah, that, that that northern drawl isn't exactly the type of voice you'd expect to come out with such. Yeah, such science. Such science. <laughs> wow. Such science, many experiments. <laughs> so, yeah, well, maybe it was all rubbish. Mm-hmm. So we're referring to the Mandela effect. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the parallel universe that we slipped into. Oh, I see. That was the segue you were subtly trying to concoct. Right. And it was a segue that was on a segue that then fell off. 
I would love to have a go on a Segway. So would I. I know. I want to do those off-road Segways. I would have done if I'd have stayed in that off-road thing. Yeah. That alternate universe where nobody walks anymore. They're yeah. all just using Segways. Yeah. And what did what did we get? We got Segways that are too expensive and hoverboards that explode. Quote-unquote hoverboards. Yeah. Roto twats. <laughs> the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Who who is this Mandela that we're talking about? Oh, he who's, was. Who's this Mandela? He was the actor that played God in Bruce Almighty. I don't think that is factually correct. Are you sure? He was really good in it. I'm pretty sure that's that other guy that I can't remember the name of. Oh, you racist piece of shit! <laughs> What's racist about that? He's Just... like he's Look. probably the most famous black actor working, and you can't remember who what his name is. <laughs> I cannot remember any actor's name. Do you think he's the same person who plays Morpheus? No, I don't think that. Okay. Because obviously you wouldn't be saying it if he was. <laughs> but you no, I'm, honestly, I, I can't remember the names of actors. This is a problem that I have. Whenever I have to refer to an actor or indeed many other celebrities, I just have to refer to them by what they've been in or a character they've played. Mark, who played Harry Potter? Um, I mean, I just refer to him as Harry Potter. That's, no, that's how I refer you know to what, him. You know what Harry Potter's name is. It, no, I honestly don't. Seriously? I honestly do. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Don't I know. You? I know Emma Watson. Okay. Uh, and I know. Nope, that's it. I can't even remember who Dumbledore is. Me either. Because he had two actors. Cause one of them died. Oh yeah, yeah, and Snape died as well. Mm-hmm. Can't remember his name. Can't remember his uh, name. Uh, Rickman. Rick Rickman, that yeah. was his name. <laughs> Rick Rickman. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Daniel yes. Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. And Morgan Alan... Freeman. Morgan Freeman, that's the chap. Fucking hell. I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm just not good with names, especially celebrity names. I don't know why, I don't know. This seems to be a problem that nobody else has, it's just me. Do you know who Samuel L. Jackson is? Yes, I do know who Samuel L. Jackson is. Okay, can you name one of his characters they played? Uh, he played um, the guy with the eye patch, uh, and he played um, the guy with the afro, and he played um, just all the black characters that you just forget. All these famous black characters. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not good with character names either. <laughs> <laughs> I think I either remember the character name or the actor name, but not both. That's amazing. Character X or actor. So. For fictional people, you essentially just have a stack in your head and they have to just be removed one after the other. Yeah, I think so. I mean, what we can what we can take away from this is that memory is a very complicated thing. That's true. And obviously the way that we remember things is is much more complicated than simply writing ones and zeros to a hard disk yeah. like a computer does. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems that... We remember, I think we remember events more than anything else. Uh, and even then, you can be very mistaken about what happened and what hasn't happened. You can forget such huge details um, without even knowing you have. Yes, and this is this is uh, one of the effects of the, of the kind of fallibility of me- human memory mm-hmm. is the Mandela effect, mm-hmm. which is named after Nel- Nelson Mandela. And it's a, it's a really weird effect. It's a really weird thing. It still it still freaks me out, even having read about it and thought about it. Yeah, but you know the person who came up with the name Mandela effect thinks 
they're slipping through alternate dimensions, right? <laughs> you, 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 you know, you know that having a really bad memory and misremembering things that isn't called the Mandela effect. Okay. The Mandela effect is a conspiracy theory. Let, let's rewind a little bit okay. and, and explain what the Mandela effect is for anyone who 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 hasn't heard about this before. So, um, Nelson Mandela uh, died. Mm-hmm. When did he die? Just carry on. <laughs> It's quiet. But there's a, there's a certain, like, surprisingly large number of people who are convinced they remember Nelson. Well, recently one. I won it a few years ago. I think it was, yeah. Okay, so carry on. There's a, there's a, a surprisingly large number of people who are convinced that they remember 100%, you know, they're 100% confident in their recall of this event that Nelson Mandela, in fact, died in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. When he was in prison. Despite the fact that he went on to become president... <laughs> of South Africa. Of South Africa. <laughs> so sure are these people that they remember this as a fact, that the only explanation that they can give for the fact that he is in fact he was still alive <laughs> up until recently was that they used to live in a parallel universe in which Nelson Mandela was dead, and recently slipped into a different one where everyone else's memory is different of, of those events. Now, I might be throwing a lot of names around, um, but there is a concept called Occam's Razor, mm. where the most simplest explanation is the most likely. So what's more likely? That you forgot a thing? <laughs> or that you somehow slidered your way into a wormhole that shifted you into another dimension? But not everybody is able to, or, or, or you know, has has learned about how to think analytically about things like that. What you've got to understand here, Fee, is that to the people who who uh, experience this effect, it is like everybody is telling you that that you're wrong when you know that you are correct. You've thought I made up a word before. Oh yeah, I've had it happen to me, and yeah. I was I was convinced. <laughs> That you'd made something up, mm-hmm. and 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 actually, my first thought, because I watch a lot of sci-fi, is that I would entered a parallel universe. You know, it was a fleeting thought. I didn't seriously think that it hadn't, but it was. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> it was a thing that that kind of I jokingly said because uh, you know it's a thing that that you do briefly consider. Yeah, I think that was it. The word pro- prone. Yeah, you, you used the to, phrase "go prone." Yeah, to lie down. Which is the thing that soldiers do when they're trying to be not hit by stuff. Yeah. Uh, it basically means crawling around. But I had only ever heard the word prone as in prone to accidents. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard the phrase go prone before. To my knowledge, it was the first time I'd heard that phrase in my life. And therefore, this contradicted with the fact that you were saying that it was a, a very common phrase and was used all the time. So, you know, it's it's only natural to think that I'd entered a parallel universe where this phrase existed, whereas it hadn't before. No. Then, of course, kind of tied in with this effect is is that effect where once you've heard a word uh, and understood what it means, you then hear it everywhere. Suddenly it is everywhere and you can't get away from it. That's the Bader-Meinhof effect. Which I can never remember the name of. Bader-Meinhof effect. And now that you've told me that, I will hear that everywhere. Yes. Which has got the stupidest explanation for why it's called that. Go ahead. Um, it's that the person who initially wrote about it realised it because they had read something about the Bader-Meinhof group <laughs> and then from that point on kept reading about it and just it references to it all over the place. Oh, right. So the, the name it's, is completely arbitrary. It's the same reason the Mandela effect is called the Mandela effect. It, so it could have been like the strawberry cheesecake effect. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't it the worst name? No, I quite like it as a name. No, it's kind of problematic in that I can't remember it ever. Bader-Meinhof? 
Yeah. Okay. No, it'll, it'll have gone. Maybe Bader Meinhof. Bader. Bader Meinhof. I'll have forgotten it in ten minutes. I mean, do, do you not think it's kind of sad? Uh, one of the greatest civil rights heroes of all time. His name has been reduced to the meaning for a bunch of people forgetting about shit and coming up with absurd explanations for why they have forgotten some shit. It, it is a little bit sad. I mean, we should we should explain that the the reason for the Mandela effect is that is just the way people's memories can can be incorrect like you can be you can be convinced that you've remembered something that's correct and it simply isn't for for Mm -hmm. one reason or another and and groups of people can collectively have the same false memories because your your memory is subtly altered by by other people's confirmations whether they're whether they're correct or not i mean this is this is an effect that that people you know trying to solve murder cases are aware of because Eyewitness reports can can change based on what other people say to them afterwards. People's actual memories can be can change. People can have false memories. Yeah, like um, one of the big examples that people keep coming up with is um, what did Darth Vader say to Luke Skywalker? Mm. He he didn't ever say Luke, I am your father. Even though that's the quote that everybody says. But that's because it's the quote that everybody references mm. in all media. Mm. I mean that just destroys anyone literally thinking that they've slipped into a parallel universe because all that media that references it still exists. Yes. So it's so so what is the claim then that the only thing that slipped from one universe to the other was the real for Star Wars. <laughs> well, I think I I mean I don't I don't know because I've never experienced the Mandela effect with regards to that particular scene because I've just I've watched the film too many times. I think that's part of it. I think if you if you were aware that the quote is incorrect, then I don't think you're going to experience the same effect. I think it's I think it's where people have maybe only seen the film once and then hear that quote uh, quoted all the time. I think you know somewhere in in their in their brain the way that they're remembering that that quote from the film or that scene from the film will be altered by this confirmation everywhere that, that it is, in fact, Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. Where, of course, it isn't. Luke, uh, Vader says, no, I am your father. I mean, maybe that quote wasn't used for references because Luke, blah, 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 is clearly talking about Star Wars. Yeah, it's a much, it's a much better way to... to reference To that. reference it, because yeah. it, it's more self-explanatory. No, I'm your father. Yeah, which is the second half of a, of a conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, so I, I I've not experienced that that particular instance of it so much, but there was one there was one that somebody told me recently that that yeah I got full on Mandela affected on and okay here we go, Fiona, picture Mickey Mouse. I know this. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I know it. Okay, listeners, picture Mickey Mouse with his his big black round ears and his little black nose and his. His bright yellow shoes and his dungarees. You picture him there? Good. The thing is, Mickey Mouse never had dungarees. <laughs> That's right. If you look at Mickey Mouse right now on Google Image Search, you'll see that Mickey Mouse, in fact, had shorts. With two big old buttons. With two big old buttons. But that's the important part, because they they imply dungarees. Yeah, I think I think my kind of you know, armchair scientist theory here is that the memory of Mickey Mouse gets mixed up with the memory of Mario because they both have similar clothes and similar buttons on their clothes. No, I don't know about that. 
There's loads of cartoon characters that have dungarees. Well, maybe. Maybe it's just the fact that, like, why would you have buttons on shorts? Maybe that's the problem. But anyway, I was convinced that Mickey Mouse had dungarees. Like, the minute Mickey Mouse was mentioned to me, I had an image in my head of Mickey Mouse with with straps going over his shoulders, holding his trousers up. So I I, I had it as well. Alice didn't. Really? I think it's because she's watched so much Disney stuff. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, I obviously, if you if you have enough evidence to the contrary, then that, you're not going to form a false memory, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mandelid, well and truly, <laughs> super Mandelid, <laughs> got proper Mandelid. Um, another another classic example is um, of a movie called is it Shazam? Yeah. A movie called Shazam, where people are convinced that um, a guy called uh, Sinbad. Sinbad appeared in it, and he didn't. And there's a very similar movie with a similar actor, and it's called something else. It's Shaq. Uh, Shaq, okay. So there, there isn't even a movie called Shazam. Yeah. And it certainly didn't feature Sinbad. Yeah. And Sinbad has said this on Twitter, and he's annoyed that people keep telling him about it. Shaq appeared in a film called Kazam. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, rather than people accept that they have a false memory, they would rather harass the poor guy and, and, and be convinced that he's part of a conspiracy. People on the internet want to harass <laughs> others. Over Twitter? <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't believe it. Can you imagine? The horror. Yeah. The horror. Yeah. That's the internet for you. Mm-hmm. Alexa, what do you think about the internet? I don't have an opinion on that. That is probably the most sensible thing Alexa said since she arrived in this house. Alexa being Amazon's... <laughs> you can ask me your oh, question. Sh- yes. And if I don't know the answer, <laughs> oh, I'll wow. perform a Bing search in the Alexa A Bing app. search! I love them. Alexa, can you search Google? Sorry, I can't perform Google searches. You can ask me your question. And if I don't know the answer, I'll perform a Bing search via the Alexa app. That's that's odd. I wonder why. I don't know. Strange. Google. Google. It's really weird. Isn't it's it? really weird. Mm. Yeah. How 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 weird. So yeah, this is this is the Amazon Echo that you got me for my birthday. It's actually the Echo Dot, the cheap one. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Which is a voice-activated interface. They call it a, like a digital assistant, right? Yeah, but it's. it's- it's just a buying things on Amazon machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is the only thing I've got it to do that works really, really well. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, that's that's why it exists. <laughs> Alexa, buy me a deck chair. Based on your order history, I found brand new Poo Racing style gaming chair. Backslash <laughs> green. Swivel chair. It's £89.99 total. Would you like to buy it? No. No. I also found premium lumbar support what pillow by Memory Soft. <laughs> memory foam lower back support no. cushion for your home. It's £20.88 no. total. So Would you like to, to buy it? No. 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 Alright. Check your Alexa app for more options. <laughs> All the chairs are available. <laughs> why, why would it assume that you wanted to buy the same chair again. What do you mean? I don't have a really big, gaudy, <laughs> bright green gaming chair. <laughs> of course not. No. You're certainly not sitting on it right now. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is the, this is the making you buy shit on Amazon device mm-hmm. uh, that also listens to your conversation. Yeah, that is also a wiretap. <laughs> exactly. I hope you're getting all of this, GCHQ. But 
way it does other things. It tells you the weather and it plays games with you. There's basically an app store for for kind of voice activated. Oh yeah, things that it that it costs skills just so that they could use the pun. Alexa's got skills. Oh fuck's sake! You just activated it again. Yeah, I know. Oh, it went. Off. Some sometimes it just gives up. Yeah. When you talk to it. Sometimes it just makes a kind yeah. of noise. And most of the time it has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes it'll outright refuse your request. And sometimes it'll say, if you want to do that, use the app. Yeah. There's like a companion app. Which is hilarious because almost every single thing that I've got this to do, I could do about in about half the time on my mobile. <laughs> But what if you had your hands busy? What if you, you know, what if you'd fallen and you couldn't get... Well, I suppose it couldn't really help there. What, <laughs> oh, what, yeah, yeah. It, it, it won't get help for what me. If you were, it what if you were lazy? Imagine if you were lazy. If I'm so lazy that I can't get up, there is no way my phone will be away from me. It's not going to happen, is it? I mean, if you had a disability or something, it might help there. Or, you know, sometimes it's just nice to talk to your computer. Not this one. <laughs> This one's evil. <laughs> Alexa, tell us a joke. How much did dead batteries cost? Nothing. They're free of charge. <laughs> this is great. We're getting we're getting quality content for the podcast here. We, we should, are, we yeah. Keep this Just up. fifteen this minutes of this. This is like introducing our new guest star, Alexa. She's here for the long haul. Alexa, be entertaining, so we don't have to be. Alexa, what what's a podcast? To play a station, please specify a station name or frequency. I guess you can play radio and stuff yeah. on it. Pretty, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, it seems to be more than anything else an Amazon service delivery device rather than anything that's actually useful. Every time I try to get to do something useful, it says no or it can't understand what I'm saying. There are some useful um, things. So, for instance, uh, it plays music, so you can ask it to play songs. But I don't have an Amazon Prime Music account. What I do have is a Spotify account. Mm. Now, luckily, you can attach your Spotify to it. But only those two streaming services. I mean, yeah, it seems to be. Like the, the services you can use with it are like very restrictive. Yeah, but the best part about it is that it's uh, it doesn't have Spotify set as the default, mm. and you're supposed to be able to change it through the Alexa app. Mm. But it refuses to work, so I can't even change the default music app on it because the app is terrible. That's annoying. I mean, that's yeah. probably just a bug in the app. Or is it, though? I don't know. Or is it? I mean, it obviously... The it, darkest pattern. <laughs> it does not use any Google services. It will not no. connect to anything Google-related. Because Google have their own version called the Google Home. No, no, Google Home got announced after this thing did, long after. Yeah. So they didn't know Google were working on it. The reason is because... Amazon just considered Google a threat, I guess. Yeah, they won't. They don't even stock the Chromecast on their App Store anymore. On their uh, on on Amazon.com. Yeah, for no reason. Well, because they've got their own Fire Stick. So why would they? Why would they uh, sell their competitor's device on on their store? It's not the same device. Well, it's not the same thing. They see it as a competitor, obviously. They're fucking idiots. Yeah, it's just, it's so anti-competitive. They're, they're, I mean, they're just making a wall garden. Alexa, what's the weather like for the next five days? In Manchester for the next seven days. Sunday, 12 degrees and rainy weather. Monday, 9 degrees and rainy weather. Yep. Tuesday, <laughs> 7 degrees and showers. <laughs> Wednesday, 8 degrees and clouds and showers. showers. Well, clouds and showers. Thursday, <laughs> 8 degrees and clouds and showers. More showers. Friday, 
8 degrees and partly sunny weather. Hey. Saturday, sunny. 11 degrees and partly sunny weather. Hey. I can't wait for that one hour of sun we have on Friday. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, yeah. Great weekend. Well, why do we live here? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Alexa. Oh, yeah, if you... if you, Just, oh, no, don't. I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm just going to refer to her as A. Okay. Yeah, if you want to develop apps or skills for A, then you have to... You just create a web service and then it will connect to it. Yeah, you just it, create a web service. Well, no, you though, have right? to register it on their, on their skills portal thing. Yeah, but don't you have to create like an account on AWS? No, you don't have to. You can, oh, host, okay. you can host your own web service and you have to register it with Amazon. But then... Then it's just available. Then, then you can just tell your A device to do a thing, and it will go to their portal, and it will look up the skill, and then it will use it, which is basically it's pretty neat. But one of the things that it can also do is it can connect to your home automation devices, so it can connect to your your uh, lights and heating and stuff like Nonsense. that. Nonsense. But only if those things are internet connected. Yes. It doesn't do this over your local network, like what would be the sensible thing to do. That That's like you being unable to switch the lights on or off if your front door's not open. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, it's like turning your lights on by sending someone out of your front door <laughs> all the way to Amazon HQ... Telling them for some reason, mm-hmm. and then coming all the way back and then switching the lights. And if the front door falls off, you can't. Yeah, and you're going to leave the door open all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, it's 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 unnecessary and and a security risk. Yeah, of course it is. They disappoint me that because I would have loved to have you know set up a load of custom web services just on my local network mm-hmm. and and had a voice interface like this connect to them and and do cool stuff without without it having to send everything that I say to it to a remote server and back again. So I've found the whole thing pretty useless and creepy in a lot of ways. And it, it just doesn't work very well. See, I think Google did it the right way around because Google created an ecosystem whereby they produce really helpful services mm. and tie all those services together in a nice way so they all work with each other. Right. And then created this amazing knowledge base in the form of Google the, the Google search, in the form of the Google, the Google being the big the brain. The almighty Google. <laughs> the big brain that lives over in... Um, yep. <laughs> um, and then created this incredible voice recognition. Right. Tried that in the mobile phones. Yeah. As it went along, they're like, yeah, this would be quite useful if it was on its own somewhere. I, and we've got all this working together. I haven't found the voice rec on this to be problematic at all. I, mean, I have. It usually understands what I'm saying. It what just... are you talking about? Earlier when I left the room, <laughs> you were repeating the same thing to it about four times. Ah, no, but there's a difference. It it, it seems to usually recognise the words that I'm saying, but it doesn't have the kind of services that I need mm. It can't do all the things that I want it to do. It can't even do basic recognition of what isn't isn't a question mm. like for instance today i did um alexa what does gchq stand for sorry i don't have the answer to that question okay google what does gchq stand for according to wikipedia the government communications headquarters is a british intelligence and security so yeah as you can see yeah 
Google have just this perfect service hmm. that seems to be able to do everything, and they made sure they had that before they came out with yes. a home assistant device. Yes. Whereas Amazon, it feels like they came up with this device and then tried to produce the services for it. Yeah, it's backwards. Yes, exactly. It, it, it it's like, I mean, like like I say, the voice recognition on both of them is 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 really good, and it, it the microphone will pick you up from across the room as well. That's that's something that I I quite like about it but yeah it's just it's just the services that it offers are, are kind of are kind of lacking i mean i would love to be able to just ask it you know general knowledge questions and it and it look them up on, up on wikipedia but well the google will do that for you yeah well i mean that's pretty cool but it doesn't do that you can tell it to wikipedia things yeah i ask it ask it a wikipedia thing alexa look look up what gcs G, uh, cancel cancel abort abort <laughs> I wasn't able to understand the question I heard. I don't blame you. Oh, by the way, I will probably end up editing out all of the big gaps and stuff um, when we say something and then Alexa thinks about it for 10 seconds yeah, and couple, then we well, say... Yeah, it's a couple of seconds gap, something like yeah. that. Alexa. So don't think it's as fast as it is. You just ruined my commands. Sorry. I wasn't able to understand the question I heard. Alexa, look up GHCQ on Wikipedia. Sorry. I didn't understand the question I heard. Alexa, open Wikipedia. I can't find that skill. To find skills, go to the skills section of the Alexa app. Can't even do it on here. Yeah, that's another thing. You can't search for the features that it has using the voice interface. I just think it's amazing that to get anything out of this, you must also be using a mobile phone. Mm. But everything it does, a mobile phone does better. I think... I think to to kind of sum up our our, our comparison between this and, and what Google Home appears to do, it's not actually available in the UK yet. Is that the Google the Google device is designed to do things on Google? It's designed to search for things, whereas this is designed to buy things on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That is its primary function, and, and that's already a one click affair on my phone. Yeah, and, and and I suppose everything else is is kind of a gimmick on top of that. Also, I hardly ever buy things unless I've seen a picture of it, unless I'm buying like toilet rolls or something. Mm. I don't know. You might want to see what pattern it had on it. How many there were? How how, how soft it was? Yeah, because you can touch your computer and know how soft <laughs> the toilet paper on your screen is. Yeah, I know what you mean. Though. Yeah, that's the future Mark wishes he was living in. This is what liberals want. So yeah, my, my thought on this is that just the, the idea of a box that you talk to and it, it buys you things, I just find that very, I mean, it just reeks of consumer culture. I mean, it, it just seems really cheeky. It's just like a like a barefaced, how can we make people buy even more stuff? I mean, Amazon are really weird. I don't understand what their business model is at the moment because they're trying to do everything. Oh yeah, they're, they're making TV shows. Mm-hmm. They've got a game engine. They have a game engine, yes. <laughs> uh, Lumberyard, I yeah, think it's called. Like they it's Amazon is a rainforest. Publishing books. They have the e-reader, of course. Mm-hmm. Got the music service. Mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, it's only a matter of time before they have a, a taxi service where they just pick you up in one of the delivery vans. <laughs> But but this is the thing, like they're trying to do everything. Like that is, you laugh, but them doing a deliver a pick up people service is totally something that they would do. Yeah, like just like would. Uber with with Uber Eats. Yeah, exactly. If but they've got people driving cars around. Why not have them deliver pizza as well? Amazon made 
a phone, even though they have no business being in phones. Well, who's to say they, they shouldn't have a phone? Because they don't produce hardware, they don't produce phone software. Okay, oh, yeah, I mean, that, that's another thing. They have their own app store. Yeah. They have their own mobile app store. Yeah. Presumably for their own mobile phone. Google did it the right way around, in that they hired the best engineers in the world, practically. Mm. And with that, they produced a operating system. Mm. Oh, uh, Chrome OS? No, they produced Android. Oh, oh, right, yeah. They produced Android. And then from that, uh, then phones were made from it and they created their own phones from it, mm. which is different from Amazon, which just like Google are doing really well with their phones. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should have phones as well. Google's got phones. Make sure we've got a phone. Make a phone. Don't care. Just, just make a phone. I mean, that's what, that's what Microsoft did as well. Yeah, exactly. And let's see how that turned out. It's just not organic. At least Microsoft, again, are software producers, so they can at least produce the software. And they have produced hardware before. I mean, how many uh, how many Microsoft keyboards and, and mice have you seen around? Yeah. It makes more sense for Microsoft to do a phone than it ever will for Amazon to do a phone. I mean, I think, it, I think the, the competition is, is, is a good thing, but I do think it's weird that, that rather than rather than just produce an Android phone, they they don't want to use Google mm-hmm. so much that they they created their own their own operating system exactly. and their own app store exactly. and their own yeah it's like cutting off their own nose to spite their face yeah it's like not even Tesco were that stupid Tesco did this mental thing where they made a tablet for some reason oh yeah I remember the that. huddle yeah a tablet PC I mean it turned out that the huddle isn't a bad little device it's really really cheap and Sorry, you can it, get was, it wasn't a tablet PC it was a it was a, a, tab- a mobile tablet. Yeah, a mobile tablet. And the prices are really good on it. And so it's fine. And it runs Android. It's just mm. Tesco is selling low-powered, very cheap, entry-level tablet running Android. Yeah. That is a good way to do that. Because you don't have mu- you, d- you don't really pay into it that much. You know, there's the investment there is quite low. And Tesco already have a lot of customers who don't have a lot of capital. Mm. People already buy cheap TVs and stuff from Tesco, so mm. why wouldn't they buy tablets? So I guess the difference there is that Amazon have a lot more money to throw at that problem. Oh no, but it's so dumb. <laughs> throw it at charity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Being not being the CEO of a, of a huge multinational, I don't know whether it is a good idea or not. They must think it is. Mm. But I mean, like every time Amazon create a mobile phone, now it's going to be tainted. And there's no. Can you ever see them running Android? I can't. No. They've like started this feud over nothing. <laughs> Nonsense. I guess they're just hoping that they'll 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 develop the next you know amazing phone that everybody buys, and then everyone will be tied into Amazon's services instead of instead of Google's mm-hmm. or, or Apple's. Currently, the only Amazon service I'm really tied into is Amazon.com. Yeah, same. I, in fact, the other day I was thinking of boycotting them for some reason. I can't remember why now. But then I thought, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I ordered too much stuff on Amazon. I, yeah, I'm really not proud of that fact. But I depend a lot on Amazon. For stuff. For stuff. I mean, so do I. Mm, such is the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Do you know which world I wish I lived in? Is it the world of Equestria, where Twilight Sparkle... And Fluttershy. Uh, no, it's not. It's not that, is it? No, no. It's it's the even more horrific fandom 
the planet Mobius, which is where Sonic is, where Sonic the Hedgehog lives. Where Sonic the Hedgehog lives, and all of his friends, like Espio the Chameleon and Knack the Weasel, Silver the other Hedgehog. You know all of these friends. Blaze the cat. Like, yeah, you remember all these people. Big the cat. Mm-hmm. Big the cat's frog. Froggy. He's called Froggy. Robotnik. That's a that's a name I rec- I remember. Amazing. Doctor Eggman. That's the same character, Mark. Or is it? I'm not even sure anymore. It is the same. Shadow the Hedgehog. Cream the Bunny. I think she's a rabbit. Really? Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. That's just how they they call her that. Oh right, as in her name is Cream the Rabbit. Cream the Rabbit. Okay. Amy the Hedgehog. Echo the Dolphin. E one o two or whatever he's called. BB-8. Wait, Echo the Dolphin is a <laughs> Sonic character. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, we're going there. Mm-hmm. And we may go there again. Sonic's come a long way since the 1990s. Yeah, he went really, really high and then went really, really low and just hasn't really recovered. Yeah, well, I, I would agree with that statement. I mean, you, you were quite a fan of the 3D games, weren't you? Sonic Adventure and the like. No, I've never said that. Really? No. You played them, at least. Yeah, I played them. I think they're terrible games. Really? Yeah. Especially Sonic Adventure 1. Ah, but you thought the 2D games were terrible as well. I still do. Yeah. Okay, so... I think the best Sonic game ever made is Generations. So that was the... Was that the 20th anniversary game that they made? Was it for the 20th anniversary? I think so, yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, Because it was like a celebration of all the Sonic games Mm -hmm. that have appeared in the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. 2D, 3D, Mm -hmm. and all that. Um, So I played the Sonic game, the the 2D Sonic games on the the Mega Drive. As did I. In fact, I played some of the Master System games as well, I think. And some of the Game Gear games. But I remember the Mega Gear, the, the, the Genesis slash Mega Gear games the most. Mega Drive. The Mega Drive. That's and such game, an 80s name. And Game Gear. Yeah. The Game Gear. It was like a Game Boy, but it ate batteries <laughs> at ten times the speed. That is ridiculous. And it was huge, and it was... But it had a colour screen. Yeah. It was ahead of its time in that sense. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog was kind of good back in the day. I mean, I suppose I suppose Sonic was created as a kind of... Just as a mascot for Sega, basically. It was an answer to Mario. Yeah. It was like the logical conclusion of the fact that you can run really fast in Mario, and that kind of feels good. It's a natural conclusion of 90s attitude and oh, yeah. good culture. Sonic's got apostrophe two. He's got two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sonic was the was the personification of 90s attitude. Um but I thought I thought they were good games and I thought I thought the peak was kind of around Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really a I really think, good game. I think that is the best 2D game. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Bit long. Probably about twice as long as it needs to be. I, I think Sonic 3 and Knuckles, the lock-on cartridge thing, is the, the length it should have been. I think it's nonsense. There's about five zones that you can just get rid of and you wouldn't even remember them. Yeah, possibly. It's way too long. I believe that was the length it was supposed to be, but they, they had to cut yeah. it in half because of development deadlines and such. Yeah, after that, they kind of... Sonic moved into 3D, and... I don't know, I, I didn't really play much of them beyond that. But since then, there have been lots and lots of Sonic games, and there seems to be this recurring pattern of Sonic fans going, Oh, there's a new Sonic game coming out! And getting really excited about it. And then it comes out, and it's 100% flaming garbage. That's called the Sonic Cycle. 
which yeah. is a, a famously observed effect that is absolutely, completely, 100% real. Yeah, and because, has... because then the fans say, oh, actually, Sonic's dead to me now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm never playing another Sonic game. And then another one is announced, mm-hmm. and the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. I think Sonic hits peak garbage with Sonic 2006. Sonic Boom gives it a run for its money, but yeah, Sonic 2006 is the worst Sonic game. I mean... Well, I've... well, is Sonic 2... Is, is that the worst Sonic game? I mean, have you played Tails Triple Trouble or On the any of... No, the Game Gear games. On the Game Gear, yes. Any of the Game Gear games. I mean, they're pretty bad, but they, they didn't seem broken in the same way that 2006 was. Mm, I wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> Tales, what was it? Tail, no, Tail, Triple Trouble was a different game. So was the, it the Tales, Tales Adventure or something like that? Tales Adventure, yeah. I mean, that was just, it was your typical 90s platform game. It, I didn't think it was particularly terrible. Hmm. It just wasn't anything special. Sonic 2006 was so buggy. I mean, I, saw, I watched a playthrough of it and... A large percentage of that playthrough was waiting for loading screens. Yeah, I think somebody worked out that it's about 40% of <laughs> playtime It's is loading screens. It's an awful game. Yeah, it's it's cool. an awful game. And obviously, obviously Sega at that point did just not care about, about their franchise, their beloved franchise, mm-hmm. because they'll just throw anything with Sonic's name on it. Because they know people will buy it. And yeah, so since then there have been lots of other terrible Sonic games, but some, some good ones, from what I hear. Um, well, like I say, I think Generations was the best one. Sonic Generations, yeah, Sonic Generations was was pretty cool, and it it even it even made some of the terrible games look good. Yeah, amazingly. Like um, I ended up playing Sonic Heroes after mm. I played Generations because one of my favorite levels in Generations is the one from Heroes, and then when I played Sonic Heroes, it was fucking horrendous like so sonic heroes is the one where you you have like teams of yeah, characters yeah and you've got three in at once so like tails and knuckles and sonic are working together as a, yeah. a team which is amazing um my favorite part about it is when you have knuckles selected and you like use the knuckles power mm. sonic and tails start spinning into a ball knuckles picks them up and he has them attached to his hands and he uses <laughs> sonic and tails as fists. Nice. Which is pretty great. But m- most of Sonic Heroes seem to be getting to a checkpoint and there being a sign that says, you need tails. And then you press the tails button <laughs> and then you jump up it. There was no flow. It was just terrible. And of course, the Generations remake had none of that. It just flowed and it was really nice and fun. And so enjoyable. instead of having like a nice kind of puzzle element to it, it just it literally signposts. Literally signposts. When you should use each character. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a Sonic game. So it was awful. I hear Colors is quite good. Uh, I've never actually played it annoyingly. I'd, I'll say that it's my least favourite level in Generations is the Colors level. Okay. Well, that's probably not anything to, to go by. No. I remember playing Sonic and the Secret Rings because somebody said it was one of the better games on the Wii. Well, they were wrong, weren't they? I mean, they were probably right in that statement. <laughs> that's not true. There's loads of good games on the Wii. <laughs> Shut up. But it was it was awful. It was terrible. I didn't like the theme. I didn't like the way it played. There were some completely broken bits. I, I needless to say, I didn't finish the game. It just felt really clunky, and it was just not a fun experience for me at all. And then there was, of course, Sonic and the Black Knight, where Sonic has a sword. Is that the one where Sonic is a werewolf as well? No, that's Sonic Unleashed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you've got kind of pretty decent Sonic running fast action, mm-hmm. and then bits where he becomes a werewolf and wanders around really slowly. 
slashing at things in complete contrast. So, so I'm I'm quite annoyed with Sega because when when Generations came out and I played it, the bits that I preferred were the stuff that was original to Generations. Right. As in, every single level, they had a classic version and a modern version. Mm. And they had a side-scrolling classic one and an over-the-shoulder modern one. Right. And the levels that were originally 2D, like Chemical Plant Zone, I thought the 2D one, the 2D part of it in Generations was okay, mm. but the 3D part I thought was really good. Okay. And that held true for almost the entire game, I felt. Right. So what that essentially proved to me is that Sonic Team can make a good game. Yeah. When they're original about things and try and stick to what, what is perceived to have made Sonic good. Mm. In the 2D sections, more ponderously slow p- platforming and the ability to go fast if you really, really know it. Right. You know, being careful about things. Mm. And then with the 3D Sonic, it's just go really fast and have insane reflexes to pull off cool stunts. Yeah. And the stuff that was original, I felt, was really, really good. So, mm. uh, so I remember saying at the time, I hope they take this as... Maybe we should make games in this style instead of just nostalgiaing everything. And people, it's not that people like Generations because it's the nostalgia. People like Generations because it's a good game. Hmm. So then Sonic Mania got announced. And yes, Sonic Mania. So I, I was. This is an interesting one. When I originally saw the Sonic Mania trailer, I it looked really good because it was like they were taking the original classic Sonic stuff. And making new levels with it, yes. with a bit more of a modern take on it, right? And as I understand it, it it, it began life as a, a fan game? Not quite. Or they, or they hired people who'd made fan games before? So the, pers- the, the main person who's leading the development is Christian Whitehead, who's okay. also known as the Tax Man. And he wrote a Sonic engine to make Sonic fan games many years ago. Right. He then produced a proof of concept of Sonic CD on it. Showed it to Sega, uh, yes. and Sega said, make us the full version of Sonic CD. Like, just remake Sonic CD and we'll sell it. Huh. Um, and so that's what they did. And then they also used his stuff to re-release Sonic 1, I think. And 2, I think, I don't know. Um, and then they just asked him to just make an original game. Oh, that's cool. So that is really cool. So, I mean, there have been some, some fantastic Sonic games. Uh, Sonic fan games, that is. So I'm a bit annoyed, because... So in... in in the first trailer, they showed Green Hill, and I just thought, whatever. Green Hill's a, from the, yeah, from the first and second Yeah, ones. and I just thought, whatever, that's what everyone remembers, that's fine. Well, Open well with they that. said in the trailer that, that it would be, it would have both uh, remixes of, of, of old classic levels, and also new levels. Yeah, okay, remixes, whatever. Yeah. Okay, and then they come up with a trailer for um, Sky Battery, Wing Battery, what's it called? Flying Flying Battery, battery. yeah. So they released a trailer that has Flying Battery in it Mm. that just looked like Flying Battery Zone. Because it is. There's nothing remixed about that. (laughs) It's it's... the same fucking thing. So that means they are selling Mania on the nostalgia of it, which really makes me angry. Feet, the whole thing is a nostalgia trip. Let's not beat about the bush here. In Mega Man 9, or whatever, which which one was it? It was 9, I think. I think it was 9, yes. Did they have a, let's go and do this classic level from Mega Man 3? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Because um, they didn't need to. And then they came out with a... And then they released a sequel to it. Yeah. Can you see there being a sequel to Mania? I hope there is. It's just going to be a nostalgia delivery system. Mm. And well, we're not going to do it again. I mean, 
even if it had had 100% original levels, it would, it's still a nostalgia machine. It's still, it's still, it's still a game for people who are fans of the of the original two D games. Yeah, but it's rubbish though because, because, it, because it's low res and it's you know right. it's, it's beautiful pixel art and 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 all of that. Yeah, but but they're chasing the wrong thing though. They're trying. They're like trying to chase specific memories that people have, mm. and that is not the right thing to chase. You need to chase what people felt when they played those games, what they remember them being like, rather than the specific things. Yes. Shovel Knight is a really good example of a, an original game that feels like an old game. Oh, yeah, I mean... And I, hits the nostalgia points. See, I never had a NES, but but I can see how Shovel Knight is a is a, just a love letter to every, every mm-hmm. classic NES game at once. It kind of combines elements of, you know, Castlevania and... Uh, and Mario and and all that kind yeah. of thing, and it keeps some of the same kind of design trends. Lumo is another good example, okay. which I've been playing all morning actually, because it's on PlayStation Plus. What's um, Lumo? Lumo is essentially a love letter to all those um, isometric adventure games that you played on your Spectrum and your Commodore sixty four back in the day. All those okay. British okay. isometric games. And it plays very similar to them, but it's a modern game. And it gives you the same feeling of going through these really hard, difficult rooms, um, working out these puzzles, lots of strange British humour as you go through <laughs> it. And it just feels like those games. Okay. And they got rid of all the shit that isn't good about them. Mm. It's not like they remade an old game. Yeah. It's it's just a love letter to them. Yeah, and I, I've seen uh, I've seen people do similar things with uh, kind of point and click adventure games. Mm. There've been some really beautiful original mm. point and click adventure games that are in the kind of LucasArts style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Tales of Monkey Island, which isn't a terrible game, but you wouldn't say it's amazing, would you? Oh, I, I really like Tales of Monkey Island. I won't hear a single bad thing <laughs> said against it. Apart from the entire first episode, right? Oh, the first episode was a, was a bit weak. It, it it took a couple of episodes to find its feet, but no, I thought I thought it was I thought it was really good. I thought it was a damn sight better than Monkey Island Four. That's for sure. What's Monkey Island Four? Oh yeah, the, no, there wasn't one, was there? Yeah, I, just I like there been, wasn't a Command and Conquer Four. Yeah, I must have been getting mixed up there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, it must have been the Mandela effects. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Sonic. I think. Mania looks really good. I think it sounds really good as well. The soundtrack is amazing, and I mean, okay, the the, the music from the from Flying Battery and, and Green Hill is is the same, but but kind of mixed up a bit. But I I don't know. I, I still like it. I like the idea, even if there were only you know two genuinely new levels in it, I would still be all over it. Oh, I'd be so upset. Have you have you have you seen the footage from the from the original uh, the original made what am I trying to say have you seen the footage from the new levels yeah it looks really good yeah it looks fantastic or a full game of that please I mean not half of it being flying battery and green hill and shit like that I mean I I don't want to see a single chemical plant zone I don't want to see any of that I do agree that I would prefer to see lots of original levels sort of in the same style as Sonic but yeah. I'm still, I still don't mind. So that's my problem is the fact that I feel like they've not learned any lessons from generations, although they've learned the wrong lessons from generations. The lesson they've learned is we need that nostalgia. We need to remind people of it instead of trying to work out exactly what people liked about them. I guess so. I guess so. But for me, it's it's a it's merely a nitpick. I'm I'm still going to be all over that game. Well, you should um, temper your. Expectations a little, I think. Okay, well, 
I guess I guess we just we'll have to agree to disagree on that because I I I think despite the 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 re the retelling of exactly the same levels, I still I think, still think it looks great, and I still think I'll enjoy playing it. Yeah, I I think it looks great. It does sound good. I did. That was the first thing that struck me about the original trailer was the music for it. Oh, the music, yeah, yeah, the music um, is excellent. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. I can, I don't know, Sonic Cycle. I'm preempting it. Oh, I've got a good feeling about it, but we'll see. Um, there's actually another Sonic game coming uh, called Sonic Forces. Force Forces, mm-hmm. which we'll have to talk about sometime when we know more about it. Yeah. Hello, cat. Yeah. Well, more Sonic next week, I should think. Yeah. Not that I'm promising. Can we just talk week. about Sonic every every week? <laughs> we probably could. I should probably play more of the Sonic game. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, 2D Sonic was my Sonic. Anyway, I think that just about wraps it up for this week, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. God, I'm I'm promising a weekly podcast as well now. No, it, I'm not. I'm it, not promising. It wraps it up not. for this insert time here. <laughs> See you later, listeners. See you next time. Bye. Ciao. Alexa, play pooping sounds. I can't find the album Pooping Sounds. (laughs) Same. Play farting on Spotify. Playing songs by Fart Chair from Spotify. Alexa, what? play uh-huh. Chipzil on Spotify. Ambient Electronic Chill by Cool Chill Out Zone from Spotify. Not what I asked for. Alexa, stop. Okay. <laughs>